Netflix series, I'm Claire. I'm Mel. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Tammy. <laughs> Yay, we got it. Yay. Wait, wait, I remember what my name was because, you know, I keep switching it. Your real, your real name. <laughs> well, last week, Tammy was you. So, uh, yeah. And uh, other Matt exactly. was this Matt. Um, and because I am a kind and benevolent defender or something, I have decided, listeners, to let uh, former co-host Robin out of his little sarcophagus of ninja blood uh, in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, and he's he's trudged all the way up on the subway <laughs> up to Harlem to join us for one week only. It's our special guest, Robin. <laughs> oh! Yay. Actually, that's not how I remember it. I was coming out of a Chinese place, and all of a sudden I saw you on a roof across the street, <laughs> and, I, and you're holding a large <laughs> RPG. Uh, I never knew uh, she and then she shot a guy who was parkouring across two buildings. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> and then I laughed yeah. like a maniac. <laughs> hey, it's what I do. It's what I do. So, uh, Robin, welcome back for one week only. What's poppin'? Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Tammy was crying tears that Zip wasn't in the episode this week. <laughs> no. He got a mention, though, I believe, so. <laughs> yeah, got a, it. a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine he, him answering. Um, Robin, have you seen the rest of the series, or are you were you waiting for episode four? Because you picked episode four without knowing what happened in it. Without knowing, yeah. Yeah. Um, it always seemed like it was, episode four was good, and so I just picked episode four. And then I started thinking, oh, man, there's usually an awesome fight in episode two, at least of Daredevil. Maybe I should have picked episode two. Nope, I picked the right episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna like? Uh, have you watched the rest of it though, or are you? Uh, not yet. Ooh. Are you gonna You're watch lying. week by so week? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know about it. <laughs> I was listening. To, I was listening to Matt's frustration last week. Like, like I, I just want to continue, and I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. So I don't know. My willpower probably isn't that good. <laughs> Need to get the borrow the Green Lantern's ring of will and up. That, that willpower. See, I could do DC references too, people. <laughs> That's about all my DC knowledge. <laughs> but you're on the building shooting yellow rays at me because uh, fear, right? Is that the thing? Yeah. yeah. Fear. Hey, yeah. Quick quiz. Do you guys know what the orange one is? Uh, no, I did. I I remember reading this yes. at some point. It's something really dumb. I don't know. Avarice. Oh, avarice. <laughs> avarice. What's pink? Because isn't oh no? What's star sapphire? She's blue, isn't she? What's star sapphire? No, Come on, let's talk about she's like I was her pink. pink or whatever. Was she? Is that love? Yeah. Ugh! They give the girl the love. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Ugh. Anyway, uh, let's go back to some Marvel stuff. Uh, I've got a few bits of news, guys. So I put it on the. You wearing your feminist T-shirt today? Always. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not a T-shirt. It's basically my skin. Thank you very much. It- your your feminist agenda T-shirt. I wasn't sure we're gonna bring that up. That 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 shit that went down. What are you talking about? You have no idea what I'm talking. About. <laughs> no. <laughs> the cover of uh, Mockingbird has stirred up the uh, the trolls on Twitter. Oh and, uh, yeah, but that's just trolls. Hi. Yeah, it's the writer of Mockingbird had to leave Twitter because trolls are being trolls. 
Well, I mean, the latest Mockingbird cover, Mockingbird had a uh, T-shirt that said, ask me about my feminist agenda. Oh. And people were like, oh, about it, you know, rather than being like, well, come on, it's Mockingbird. <laughs> Just deal with it. Rather than actually asking her about her feminist agenda? Yeah. <laughs> they bully them off of Twitter. Yeah. Like that cover is any worse than that horrible, horrible Spider Woman one that came out a few years ago. <laughs> like where she's basically oh, got broken back. Up her butt. Oh, so <laughs> terrible. Or the one, I don't know if you guys saw the one, the recent one of like um, by Scott Campbell who knows how to draw one thing and draws it over and over again of um riri williams who's the new yeah. um iron man she's going to be Ironheart, and she's a 15 year old girl and she's drawn like you know all tits and ass and it's like really like really and you compare it compare it to like some of the other like the um the current Ms. marvel run which i believe has a uh female writer and or a female artist and she's drawn like a 15 year old girl you know it's yeah, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Showing Mel, I've seen this already, but okay, yeah. She's fifteen, Mel. She's fifteen. Fifteen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ironheart. Isn't that like a Care Bear? <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure there is one called Ironheart. I don't know. <laughs> isn't it a Lionheart or something? There is. Well, no, because isn't he like? Isn't Lionheart Braveheart? Which is kind of funny because oh, then it just thinks of William yeah. Wallace. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, spoilers for my life. I used to, and when I say used to, I mean I was about four or five, be terrified of the Care Bears movie of the little face that came out of the book and went, Nicholas. I was really scared of that. <laughs> yeah. I was terrified of No Heart. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were terrified of that uh, Sesame Street movie where Big Bird turned yeah. blue. Yeah, Big Bird turned blue it's and really they put sad. him in jail and I was like, it's so sad. He sings a sad song and then he cries and a little tear runs down his face. I'm with Mel. Fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's tragic. Anyway, so Marvel News. I put this on the page anyway, but there has been five new cast members announced for the Punisher TV series, um, including, uh, I'll just go through them really quick. Uh, Daniel Weber has been classed as Lewis Walcott. Jason R. Moore has been cast as Curtis Hoyle. Paul Schultz has been cast as Rawlins. Jamie Ray Newman is, is playing Sarah Lieberman. And Michael Nathanson is playing Sam Stein. And it has a little note that says Curtis Hoyle and Rawlins um, are characters from the Punisher comic books, while the other three would appear to be new characters, but they could be like variations, obviously, on characters that exist in the comics. So that's pretty cool. I don't know much about some of the Punisher minor characters. Um, however, one of them, the character of Sarah Lieberman, is playing uh, the wife of Micro. And we know Micro because that was Wayne Knight in the third Punisher movie. So she's going to be that character's <laughs> wife, I guess. Um, in, in a bit of sad news, it's not really related to this, but I thought I would mention it because Tammy... And Matt and Mel and I used to do a podcast on on Carnival, the HBO show. But Michael Massey, oh, yeah. who was in Carnival, Michael Massey, yeah. who's been in everything, um, he was in The Crow as well. He's he's like just X-Files. one of these amazing character yeah. actors. He's like popped up in everything. Um, he passed away. It's really sad. 
uh, and he played oh. management in Carnival, so I was really sad about that. I was trying to think if he was in any Marvel movies, but I couldn't think of any. The only comic book movie I could think of was The Crow. Um, uh, Spider-Man. Was he? Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. He was the, uh, oh. he was the shadowy figure at the yeah, end of the movie. Yeah, you don't see his face. He was the... He was... Yeah. <laughs> I tried to yeah, block out them films. <laughs> he liked to not quite show know what that's all about. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was the that it it was it was uh it was the Mockingbird thing and that that the the coverage of that I should say that pissed me off last night on on Twitter. Uh just people no matter what the the headline was just like RIP Michael Massey you died who was responsible for Brandon Lee's death in The Crow accidentally. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Entertainment so... news site after entertainment news site over and over. I was like seriously yeah. I was thinking, how how soon would it be before someone kind of brought up and said, oh, yeah, he's the one who killed Brandon. Immediately. It wasn't him. It was a complete accident. And he was really, really, like, messed up over it as well. Of course. As you would be, you know. Yeah. I was surprised. That was actually one of his first roles on on his IMDb creds. I was like, wow, he was just getting started in the business and that shit happened. Uh, I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it, yeah, it's it's sad. He's he was a really good actor, and yeah, it, you know, it's kind of 2016 sucks, guys. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> um, anyway, let's talk about some some more upbeat stuff. So this is kind of upbeat, but uh, it's not really related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But I would just mention that if you haven't seen the trailer for Logan, which is the new Wolverine film, because there's another one. It's everywhere. I swear every YouTube video I click on at the moment, before it, it's playing Logan and the Logan trailer. And it starts up with Johnny Cash and I'm like, oh, is it a Johnny Cash video? And it's like, oh, it's a trailer for that freaking film again. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd mention it because it just seems to be everywhere at the moment. Um, have you guys seen it? Um, I yeah. have not. <laughs> I apparently am not watching enough YouTube videos. They're just bombarding the UK with it, apparently, because, yeah, it's like everywhere. And it's it's got a lot of positive press. It's going to be, the film's going to be based on old man Logan. So supposedly it's going to be ish. huge. Yeah. Very ish. It's going to be Hugh Jackman's last appearance as Wolverine. It can't really be, you know, old man Logan, because in that comic book, you have characters appearing like the Hulk and Captain America and Hawkeye okay. and none of them, which can appear in this film. And I watched the trailer and it was kind of a bit like, yeah, I kind of shrugged my shoulders like, yeah, yeah, fine. It, it looks it looks kind of gritty. It's direct, done by the same director as the Wolverine. Um, so there's some sort of hope because that's obviously the best Wolverine movie. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping it's as good. Of course, I was I kind of rolled my eyes at the Johnny Cash because just, you know, come on, do something a little bit more original than dropping a, a yeah, Johnny a Cash fun. remix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, I'm I love I love Hugh Jackman. Like, I love him. Um but I'm kind of just done with Wolverine. It's the the X Men films are so oversaturated with him um, as a character, just like the comics are oversaturated. I'm just kind of like I've seen enough of this character. Like recast or do something different. It's the X Men universe. It's not the Wolverine universe. It's just kind of a bit like. Ugh. Yeah, they're gonna bring in Lady Wolverine next, actually. Yes. But... Yeah, yeah. By the looks. <laughs> the... Um, in other news, yeah. and I don't think you guys have got it yet, but I saw Doctor Strange last night. He was <gasps> he was just hanging out in person. 
Yeah, I was just hanging out. <laughs> well, I should say as well, I also did have a dream the other night that I was Doctor Strange. And when I say I was oh. Doctor Strange, I mean I was like Benedict Cumberbatch Doctor Strange. It was very weird. Oh. Um, I totally blame um, the Defenders TV podcast for this because they're such big Doctor Strange fans and they've been podcasting about it a lot. It felt pretty good. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I I will say, like, being being Benedict Cumberbatch Doctor Strange felt pretty good. I woke up and was like, that was a weird weird but good dream. Sorry? I thought Peter Sellers played Doctor Strange, love. Mm. I'm back, kids. The pun Isha is back. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was um, it was it was good. It was a decent film. It's not mind blowing as in the story. The visuals are incredible. I wish I'd seen it in three D. Uh, a lot of the stuff's really cool. It did have hashtag Mad about Mads Mikkelsen, who I love. So every time he was on screen, I was kind of jumping up and down in my seat because he's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was like it was it was fun. And it's one of those films that you go, well, that was a, a decent film, you know, like it did what it had to do. So it's good. That sounds like was I didn't Ant-Man like it, but good, I did. Or was it, was it lesser than Ant-Man? Um, it was like a alternate? On maybe slightly less than Ant-Man. I thought Ant-Man was more fun, but I'd say the villains were about the same. They're both, it's following the, the long line of forgettable Marvel villains, sadly. The, the only really rem- uh, memorable one still seems to be Loki in the the movies for me. Um, How was Tilda? Tilda was beautiful and I want to marry her because I love her. <laughs> um, yeah, she was really cool. I mean, it, I think the film was stolen by Benedict Wong. He was amazing. He played Wong. He was great. Like, really funny. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch was really good, I thought. Um, he really settled in the role. You can see how they're setting him up to almost be the new uh tony stark so the center point of a new marvel universe when the older avengers start leaving like the actors you start have playing to, the roles you have to have a goatee to be the center of the marvel universe yes um that's why i'm currently <laughs> growing one it's going quite well um <laughs> robin yeah. you're covered right yeah robin's yeah robin's yeah i'm bearding it up i'm, I'm <laughs> double goatee practically luke, luke cage could um, could definitely be the center of the the marvel universe with his goatee <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I loved Benedict Cumberbatch in uh, Sherlock, and, you know, his first, like, major blockbuster was Star Trek Into Darkness, and that was terrible. So I'm really hoping that he gets a break in a big blockbuster movie, you know, that is good. Yeah, Uh, I'd much rather he's making stuff like this that I was at least say was enjoyable than, like, the last season of Sherlock, which to me was just really frustrating. Um, but I don't blame him for that. I blame Stephen Moffat, as I blame Stephen Moffat for a lot of things. Anyway. <laughs> I can feel my Moffat rage bubbling up. <laughs> so I should, I'm going to hand over to Tammy. Tammy, this oh. week we were talking about Step in the Arena. See, I actually wrote it in my notes this week to ask you about Oh, my this. gosh. I know. Oh, You've got your okay. new segment. I'm going to think of a catchy name. I just haven't thought of it yet. Uh, you, maybe you it's really just, don't. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's Tammy time. Uh, Tammy, oh yeah. boy. So Tammy, Can I do it? Tam Jams. What can you tell us about the song this week? Step in the arena. Um. Oh, well, awesome. it's kind of like literal because he really does step into an arena <laughs> in, this, in this episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, this is 
I didn't have to look very hard at the lyrics. I'm like, this one's kind of on the nose there. Um, but right away, uh, it uh, says, once you step in the arena, cheater, you're going to be amazed when you gaze at the armor of this leader. Fully clad and glad to find a cause, I won't pause. Fear's a joke, Slowpoke. I'm like claws. <laughs> That'll rip <laughs> that, That's not it. That's, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like the whole, the whole rap actually talks about just getting into an arena, stepping up to people, and kind of like stepping up in general. And that's the whole episode. I mean, <laughs> I like how they threw in the little insults in there. Cheetah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you, cheetah. Cheetah, cheetah, pumpkin eater. <laughs> Did you, um, were you sad that we, that uh, Harlem Paradise wasn't in it this week, so you didn't get any music? I was very sad that Harlem, yeah. I mean, you know, look, we got, we, we got some things in this episode to discuss, but I was very sad that Harlem Paradise was not one of those, so... <laughs> But it wouldn't make any sense. Like, can you imagine, like, in the middle, we just <laughs> go to Cottonmouth hanging out in Harlem Paradise for no reason? <laughs> I think I think it would have made sense with the way this episode is structured, but... <laughs> the editing of this episode that. is bonkers. Like, yeah. so many times in my notes, I've got editing, WTF, <laughs> question mark. <Yeah. laughs> cool. Um, I did, there was some other music playing later in the episode, but I didn't actually find out what it was, so... There was, yeah, they, they, on the, um, website I go to, I think they just had, like, one background music thing, but that was it. Cool. So. Um, I've actually had some people since last week, um, message me to say that they can't wait until a later episode because they think Tammy will be very excited because of a musical thing. And I agree. Oh. And I kind, I cannot wait, guys. I really cannot wait. <laughs> I think you're going to be very happy, Tammy. I hope so, because you've told me that a couple times, and now I'm like, what if I hate it? This is going to be terrible. <laughs> it's the appearance by Justin Bieber when he plays in The Heart of oh, Paradise oh, in episode oh. nine. It's amazing. <laughs> right. Anyway, so this episode was written by Charles Murray and directed by Vincenzo Natali, who is also yeah. working on Iron Fist as well, and he's worked on Game of Thrones. Um, as he rescues... Hannibal. And Hannibal. Hannibal. And Ma- Cube and Splice. Hashtag Mad About Mads. Oh, Cube, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be- uh, great Canadian horror film. Terrible, terrible acting. Uh, <laughs> the concept all just sells it, though. I don't know. <laughs> As he rescues a victim of Cottonmouth's vengeance, Luke remembers his earlier life and the conspiracy that led to his superhuman strength. And just to mention, we have one more um, little square off our bingo card, because in this episode we get our first sweet Christmas. Yay. Yay. So we start off. Luke is lying unconscious under uh, Genghis Cunnies, which is uh, which has been completely flattened, and the the crew are trying to rescue them. And of course, Misty and Scarf are there because they're always there. Also, <laughs> Connie should be liquefied. <laughs> she really should. <laughs> Did you not see that explosion? <laughs> Instead of just having like a, a pinned foot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's very calm, and. Immediately, Scarf is like acting dumb and is like, "Oh, yep. what? This is Luke Cage's place? I didn't know that." Doop, doop, doop. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "That's gonna, uh, that's gonna annoy Tammy." I think. <laughs> I don't like dumb Scarf. He's just, oh, he's but we know he's not dumb. We know he's actually clever. He's very I, dumb. 
I, I know he's bad. He's a bad guy. But do I think he's clever? I don't know about that. <laughs> I still think he's lazy. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, uh, there's several, like, really good shots in this episode. And I think it's during this scene that we see those police lights on Misty's face. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. Looked, looked beautiful. Yeah, Misty's beautiful. I think there's some really <laughs> cool shots in this episode. I think... Like, saying about the editing, I think the, um, and maybe I just noticed it because we sort of commented on it last week of how great some of the, uh, um, the editing between scenes was, like the transition, uh, I think you brought up last week, Tammy, when Luke is, like, going in and robbing all the places and then it, like, seamlessly changes to, uh, Misty and Scarf questioning the, the woman. There's some really weird ones in this episode. Like, there's a bit where later where we're in a flashback, and then all of a sudden we just flash to, like, Misty and Scarf in the present for, like, 30 <laughs> seconds. And then it goes back, and it's like, hang on. Oh, my neck hurts. I've got whiplash. What's happening? Yeah. Like, it's I wrote, very I wrote odd. that one down, too. I think it was, like, literally 15 seconds yeah. that we were back in the present. <laughs> it's so weird. I think there's a lot of, like, really beautiful, like, beautiful shots in it. But, yeah, the editing is bizarre in this episode. They should have just had the present time bookend the show. It should not have been in and out. Yeah. They should, and also they didn't really. I mean, it didn't see any sort of justification for why we were having a flashback either. We're just having a flashback because we've got to episode <laughs> four and we need to know certain things. Yeah, it easily could have been Connie asking like. Hey, how did you get this strong? And then we go to the flashback, and then at the end of the episode, we come back to the present, and that's it. Like, I, that would have been a lot better than the way yeah. it was all, like, cut off. I do think there's a reason that it had to be via the building, the explosion, because this, the thing to bear in mind is now, he's crawled out of a building that ex- exploded, and, like, Misty, Misty's seen that, and that whole crew seen it, and a lot of other people have seen it. So it's not just now Connie that's aware; it's the circle of people who are aware of what Luke can do is obviously getting wider. So I think they had to do it as that. Whereas if he's just talking to Connie, that doesn't like move that forward at all. It's just one other person that kind of knows. I think it would have been a nice. if I was in charge, I would have had like Luke like concussed and then, you know, almost like a, mm-hmm. you know, and, he, and he'd see what, and then, you know, at the end he kind of wakes up and busts out and he's like, oh, Luke Cage. You know? I, yeah, I thought that would have worked better because you could have had um, tied it in nicely with like him in his flashback, like getting the punches, like when he's being really beaten up by like Shades. Um, in in the cell and stuff and that could have like almost like the ringing of those punches in his memory is the kind of what wakes him up you know and brought him back and yeah. that's when we're suddenly in the present but yeah it seemed like i mean he pretty much wakes up straight away uh we do get a flashback first though and i kind of like the fact that you guys were asking last week if luke's <laughs> hair is oh yeah if he's able to cut his hair and i was like just just wait just wait <laughs> because this is where we see Luke with a with much bigger hair and a beard. Not as big as you see later. <laughs> Jumbo he just all the hair in this episode. All the all hair is going on. <laughs> all of it. Um, but this is when he's arriving at Seagate and he's doing his, you know, cough while leaning over. Tammy's there cupping Luke's balls. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just there to help. Whatever they need, right? Nurse Tammy. 
um, and this is when we also find out a little bit where we find out that Luke used to be a cop. Um, he's in prison. We don't really know why. And later on, he's sitting in his cell and he's shivering and then he's he's yelling and then he's kind of weakly punching the walls and saying that he didn't do it. And remember who he is. And the person that he is is Carl Lucas. Were you guys, Mel, were you like, who's Carl Lucas? I don't understand. I, I was like, what? Carl? And I was like, and then when Reba shows up, I was like, oh, Reba? What? <laughs> What's going on here? What's this? I've been, told that, I've been told that you have a comment, Mel. What is your comment? I do. I have a comment. About, about ten minutes ago. About, about, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You guys just like to talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just wanted to ask you guys, uh, do you guys think that people play too fast and loose with timelines nowadays in TV shows? Like what? Mm. I just feel like it's getting to be a very popular thing where people jump forward, jump backwards, jump in the middle, jump forward, mm. backwards, middle, backwards, forward. I guess, ah! it's, I, guess, I guess it's kind of taking for granted that all, everybody in the audience understands what's happening. Like, mm. like when we were watching The Walking Dead premiere, uh, we were watching it with my dad and uh, like all these <laughs> hypothetical killings kept happening and yeah my dad's like so he killed them all like i'm like <laughs> i'm like i i bet there's a lot of people who who uh who like uh, assumed that was the case until later in the episode or whatever yeah i'm pretty sure my mom did as well <laughs> and all you need to do is just wait to the end of the episode when talking dead comes on and then and then chris hardwick and uh yvette nicola brown and uh uh, that that super fan with the big earlobes will explain it and say it's perfectly justified. That's all I need to do. Oh really? I don't I know. I just feel, I feel like maybe I feel like maybe it's being overdone. I was talking to somebody at work today, and she was telling me the premise of this new show she's watching. She was saying, "Oh, it's this show where you know uh, these characters, and then the timeline moves forward and backwards, and you don't quite know where you're at, and then uh, someone else." <laughs> Told me about another show that was like that. Well, you don't quite yep. know what's going on. I'm like, I think okay, I know what you're talking so about. Is this, like, is this a thing now? Like, is this like the latest fad? Is it I a fad? It can definitely be overdone. Like, you yeah. know, in terms of anything. I think if it's um, if you've got something to, if it's it's integral to like a reveal in, mm. in uh, in the story or um, a reveal about a character, it's you you sort of have to play it that way. Thinking of films like Memento, which runs out of sequence um things like pulp fiction as well you know there's there's definitely something to them and i think some tv's done it really uh cleverly i i personally think in this episode it doesn't need to be <laughs> i like, like i like what i like when it's more simple like i i, I guess i'm kind of like those uh people from the early uh 20th century who thought the train was really coming at them on, on the, <laughs> when they saw the movie the, train the, the, first the lumiere brothers <laughs> Like, imagine, like yeah. imagine one of those people watching a TV show from now when they couldn't even handle that single image of a train. They yeah. couldn't even Trying handle, to follow this. They'd be like, timeline! Ah! <laughs> imagine them trying to watch Lost. <laughs> oh, God. That was, like, the first... Like, I, every... Uh. Flash arrow, arrow, arrow is the same thing. It's like yeah, we we have to we have to blend in a flashback every episode. It's like no, you don't. Just tell mm. the story. Yeah, exactly. I think like but yeah, then we I, won't I think get it's... the fun wig. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we get hit, but particularly later with the cornrows. I love the cornrows. Oh yeah, later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, um, amazing. So in the next scene, we meet 
uh, Reva Connors again. Did you guys recognize her immediately? Nope. No, we didn't get to see her too often before, and she had different yeah. hair, I think, in the other series. Yeah, I think her hair was yeah. bigger. <laughs> in just we saw the picture, we saw her being pushed into the street, uh, and I, yeah, I kept on going, is that? And I, uh, I wasn't sure, but later on they say, he's, he says Reva, so I was like, oh, I was right. <laughs> I, only, I think I only recognized her because I was looking out for her, because I'd assumed, and I think we discussed in, in Jessica Jones, it's likely that she's going to show up in Luke Cage in flashbacks. So as soon as they started doing flashbacks in this, I was like, oh, I bet they're going to have Reva in it somehow. Um, but that's the only reason I recognised her. I think if I hadn't been looking out for her, I'd have been like, who's this character? Yeah, so as soon as they started thinking it was Reva, I was like, okay, so how does this all make sense? <laughs> how does this all fit into the timeline? Yeah. And we also meet Squabbles, a.k.a. Reggie. Oh. I love squabbles. I love squabbles. Yeah. <laughs> He's so adorable. That dude is, I, I forget what the actor's name is, but he played Poet on Oz, mm-hmm. and he's great. Yeah. He's, he's... He was great in that show. According to IMDb, his name is Craig Mums Grant. Aww. <laughs> With a capital second M in Mums. <laughs> so. It's so funny. Like, he's so short in this. Maybe it's just standing next to Mike Coulter, but I remember him being, like, bigger in Oz, and he had this, like, gigantic hair. <laughs> he, he was called Poet. I don't know if anybody's seen Oz before, but it's, it's a good show. Oh. No, I, I, I haven't seen Oz. I think Oz, I think, like, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like The Wire. <laughs> there was, like, I love that, that there was a, a robot chicken sketch, and it was, like, um, on Oz, but it was, like, the scarecrow uh, sitting at a table in prison about to eat his food, and then someone comes <laughs> up and, like, stabs him repeatedly, and all his haze coming out, and he's like, ah, oh ah, my gosh! Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> That's like all I know about it. Um, so Squabbles and and Carl, because we should say Carl, obviously. Oh, you guys didn't say if you were confused by Carl Lucas. It's kind of weird they calling him Carl in this because, like, it's not Carl, it's Luke. Damn it, Luke. Why? Why would we be confused though? I don't like... know. I'm you just mean because you might be as you well. Just, you just mean because he has a different name, or specifically the name Carl Lucas? I was just shocked. Yeah, because he has a different thing. name. Oh, okay. I was shocked at the whole thing that his name was Carl Lucas, that he used to be a cop. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. That he used I to have such more, big hair. Yeah. Yeah. I was more. The hair was shocking as well, yes. I was more shocked. <laughs> I was more shocked at all the people in the prison who kept outing him as the former cop. I know. I'm like, what? do you want him yeah. to be hey, killed? Reva. Yes, they do. Come they on. don't like them. Reva even does it. Yeah. yeah. They don't want, I guess. Yeah. Actually, this sort of cleared up a mystery that I've been holding on. I was going to ask you guys this week, but it's cleared up. I, all this time I'm like, okay, so Luke is a fugitive and he's using his real name and telling anybody he meets his real name, but he's a fugitive. <laughs> like, I mean, but I'm like, does Luke Cage is not actually his real name. <laughs> which, well, which is that, but I, I feel like I've watched too many shows where people like are supposed to be fugitives, but they tell everyone their real name anyway. <laughs> and it's just like, aren't you supposed to be running from the law? Why? Yeah, maybe a wig or something. And, oh, you know, Michael's all these shows that just, yeah, they just don't well, care. Well, not even just fugitives, but um, going back to a little show, 
that uh, is called Covert Affairs uh, on <laughs> U- USA Characters Welcome, starring uh, Chris Gorham. Uh, but in that, they're like spies, and like Piper Perivo is meant to be like the best CIA agent ever. I, I swear, every time she goes on assignment, she doesn't wear a disguise and she uses her real name. I'm like, what are you doing? Some James Bond <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> but James Bond is a title, not not his name. Oh, we'll get into that debate. No, it's not. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. So Squabbles and Carl discuss loneliness, and Carl doesn't want to be Squabbles' friend, but obviously Squabbles manages to melt his cold, cold heart because they become buddies. Uh, and yeah. in the yard, we see that um, Rackham, Shades, and Comanche are discussing Carl. Um, they obviously want something from him. Uh, so that night, uh, Carl is grabbed in his can cell. I, can I have a segment too? Yeah, what do you want it to be? Mel, Mel's <laughs> moment. Is, my segment is uh, uh, Mel is confused. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my wording. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what. Cop a squat before you catch a body. Meant. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Can someone explain? Ex- maybe that segment needs to be explained. Uh, explained to Mel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really understand it either, Mel. So I'm with you. <laughs> Sorry, which which phrase was it? it Cop a squat before you. Uh, I know. Pop a squat usually just means to like take a seat, calm down. Okay. Before you catch a body, it just must mean before you kill somebody. Yeah, exactly. No, I guess okay. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm putting it in the notes. Mel's segment question <laughs> name. There you go. <laughs> um, that, that's okay. If, if Matt needs a segment now as well, so Matt, you need to think of something entertaining to oh, do. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> it can be a high. Is it everything it I do entertaining? Song. Well, absolutely. The whole show is my thing. Everything you do and everything you are, Matt. <laughs> uh, so he's beaten up pretty badly, but he does manage to fight him off. And then Rackham's like, yeah, I found myself a gladiator. And I'm like, well, Melvin Potter's just up in Hell's Kitchen. He is the gladiator. <laughs> Go and get him. <laughs> just, just saying, just saying. And so, uh, so then they... you see, Matt should have been on this episode because this is totally Spartacus right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and he joked about it last week, like it's going to be a crossover spot because it totally oh, is. That's funny because the gladiators later on, um, Luke even has like a chain, and I wanted him to start fighting people with that, you know. <laughs> Although Daredevil does that anyway. Um, yeah. So and then it's kind of like a mix of Spartacus and Fight Club because it's like, oh, I'm going to tell you about the Fight Club, but don't ask about the Fight Club, <laughs> okay? <laughs> but I want you to be in my Fight Club. Um, so then we fast forward to the present and Luke wakes up under the rubble and Connie is surprisingly untouched and it's just her leg is trapped and there's gas leaking. And for about five seconds, Luke's like, we better not move this rubble because there might be an explosion. Let me just move this rubble. Yeah, really. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So she's surprised of... by this, but didn't she already see him like catch a bullet? Yeah, she she saw him fight those guys in the in the restaurant, but I guess maybe she just thought, oh, he's just a good fighter. She might have missed him catching the bullet, but here he's like moving giant bits of rubble. 
She was distracted by the theme okay. music playing during the fight. She was just like, what's going on? They're playing the theme music again? <laughs> oh, I love the music in this episode, particularly when he's fighting in the ring later. Yeah. It's so great. So good. Uh, um, I, I was thinking during the scene, I'm like, hey, Luke, may, maybe could you pick the up that's on my leg? Could you could you move that first? <laughs> He's like moving stuff but behind. That might have been pinned under and something, he was also, maybe. I don't know. He was also like one wrong move and this whole thing will collapse. <laughs> all right, to it. Here we go. There's <laughs> yeah. throwing stuff all over the place. Have you guys seen the film The Descent Two? It's scary, Tammy. So I don't know but if you've seen no. it. No, oh, the first one. Because <laughs> um, in The Descent Two, there's a scene like this where like someone's in a, a rock fall and all these rocks are around them. They can't move them because you know if they move one then um, it might fall down on them. But, like, in that, they spend ages and ages on it, and she's kind of in there for ages, and it's sort of dealing with her claustrophobia because she can't move, so they have to go and get help and stuff. But in this, it is literally like, we better not move the rocks. Let's move the rocks. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was surprised that they, they had him sort of start moving all the stuff immediately, rather than I thought there might be a bit more of a quiet moment in the episode between a quiet scene between him and Connie of him reflecting on his past, particularly yeah. like with Reba. There was no time to chill. There was a ghastly character. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, this, this, this episode, the editing just seems, and the pacing seems so odd to me. I almost feel um, like they were trying to call back to that, the daredevil episode where he and the, the, the Russian guy were stuck in the building together, you know, and they were kind really? of messed up too. Um, but didn't there wasn't there yeah. flashbacks in that of some sort? I don't know. I don't remember. There's flashbacks in like all of Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I think there's flashbacks in that. There's also I. You know, I, the main thing I remember from that episode is healing a bullet wound by sticking a flare on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's some uh, rainbow shit. Yeah, that actually takes place so in the first blood where Rambo is stuck inside a mountain while the cops are all out chasing him. <laughs> I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> uh, so Carl enters the yards. He's got slightly longer hair. This is how we know time is passing. That's how we know he's been in the Fight Club months later because his afro is like as wide as my room. I love it. Um, you get fuzzier. Oh, it's fuzzier. So good. I love yep. it. You get, it oh, does. Yes, the bigger the hair, the he's better like a it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I and I think the hair actually looked quite good. The beard later, I was a bit like, oh, just stick some, just stick some white hairs in there, make it look a bit realistic. Yeah, it's a bit too perfect. Yeah, you know. Well, um, was it? Yeah, fake? and was it what? I assume it was fake. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was fake. <laughs> We're gonna have to wait six months to film this episode. Yeah, <laughs> start growing hair, Mike. It could have filmed that first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but he would have still had um, not very long hair from filming Jessica Jones because they went straight into it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Either... He's actually, he's said that, you know, like um, Mike Coulter's mentioned that uh, uh, Kristen, um, Kristen Ritter actually got like a nice bit of a break between filming Jessica Jones and Defenders, whereas, for instance, like Finn Jones filmed Iron Fist and then went straight into Defenders. Um, Charlie Cox got a little bit of a break and that's why he did theatre this summer. Um, whereas Mike Coulter did Jessica Jones and then went straight into Luke Cage. So um, 
but he's actually commented as well that Finn Jones is younger, so he can actually do it better, better than him, whereas mm-hmm. Mike Coulter is old and tired. <laughs> That's like what he said, basically. <laughs> um, so he's going to hurt uh, Comanche with one of the weights, but Squabble stops him. And then later on, they're discussing Lisa Bonet. Yeah, what um, the but hell Luke says he prefers Beyonce, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I wrote like 12 question marks. Zoe Kravitz, fair enough. Beyonce, yeah. Zoe Kravitz, I get it. Nicki Minaj, what the hell, Luke? You've just lost 12 points of my respect for that. I like Nicki Nicki Minaj. I like her. (laughs) She's not, like, hot. Like, really? She's got some curves, that woman does. She looks like Janice out of the Muppets. Oh, (laughs) terrible. (laughs) That's a personal opinion, Claire. I know. I thought this. Well, like like Luke says, we've like it's like assholes. We all got one. <laughs> yeah, that was a line that could have been omitted too. By the way, it's like we've yeah. heard that one before. But this was kind of gross, right? He's like this older dude, right? I mean, come on, he's like in his at least in his thirties, right? And then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, Lisa Bonet, whatever. You know, you got to think Godfather Part Two, Zoe Kravitz, like, oh yeah, the young one. How come old on, is Lisa Bonet? Zoe Bonet's like almost thirty or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's not like she's fifteen. Still young enough to be his daughter, maybe. Which yeah, I just I don't know. Lisa Bonet, come on, you can't say. I think Lisa Bonet still looks better than, um, than Zoe Kravitz. And is presently dating Jason Momoa. <sighs> exactly, they are like the most ridiculously beautiful couple. Do they live under the sea? Great. Yes. <laughs> With Sebastian the Crab and Ariel. <laughs> did you did you have this bit of trivia about Zoe Kravitz's reaction to this scene? I don't want to steal it from. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, uh, she actually reacted on her Instagram and said, while flattered, she disputed the claim that she was more attractive than her mother. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> Aww. Lisa Bonet's like, yep. I'm still the queen. I didn't. I didn't know. I couldn't remember who the actress playing Riva was, but I thought maybe it could be Zoe Kravitz. I was like, maybe it could be. It would be funny if it was. <laughs> I was like, mm, you never know. Yeah, Luke's like, just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Sweet Christmas. Um, so in group, Riva is urging them to all take responsibility for their actions, but Carl kind of challenges her to share stuff about her and he touches the nerve and then we find out that Reva's brother died in jail while she was studying um and then she also realizes that he's innocent but this is when they sort of start flirting and we're like oh they're falling in love mm-hmm. and then we remember she's going to get killed by Jessica Jones punching her in the heart and then we feel <laughs> sad that's what happened to me anyway <laughs> yeah and this is the the moment where I think Matt you probably have in your notes as well we flash, flash forward to Misty and Scarf looking at the footage for about 15 seconds. Yeah. And then we go back to a flashback and it's like, okay, what was that? That was weird. <laughs> Obviously, the guy who plays Scarf is like, I need to be in every episode. So you just make it work. <laughs> oh, he replied to my tweet, by the way. Oh, I messaged did? him to say, I, well, I tweeted him to say, uh, my co-hosts want us to watch rewatch Little Monsters um, for the podcast. But I was always terrified of your character as a child. And he just wrote back and put, eek. <laughs> 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 you gotta watch uh, career opportunities. 
Um, we could just watch Pulp Fiction because he's in there, and that's a great film. And <laughs> he's terrifying in it, like in uh, yeah. <laughs> that's why uh, I I'm always waiting in whenever he's on screen for someone to to challenge him to say what again, and I'm just going to say what again. <laughs> But I have to tell you that Nick Fury does not show up until episode 11, and that's when he shoots Scarf. I'm sorry, guys, I'm just going to spoil, spoil it. And then he steals Scarf's beer and, uh, burger and soda. Isn't Nick Fury walking like Kung Fu at this point? Oh, probably. He's walking the earth with Odin. I don't know what's going on. Um, so <laughs> then Pick we go back heads. to the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. There's been apparently rumours of some of the inmates getting their sentences reduced if they take part in secret experiments. And Reva flat out swears to Carl that there are no experiments. You know what? We find out later that she's a liar, liar. What are her (laughs) pants, Tammy? They are on fire. (laughs) Yep. And then this is when they kind of flirt over chair stacking. You know, as one does. Sexy chair stacking. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know, you wouldn't mind chair stacking with, uh, with Luke Cage, would you, Joey? No, no. <laughs> it's It's in the themes of love. <laughs> so we get Rackham, like, saying about fighting for, uh, getting Carl to fight for him again. Um, and when that doesn't work, he does his backup plan. And that means, like, framing squabbles for stabbing another inmate. And that stabbing was freaking brutal. I was like, ugh, when I saw that the first time. It's so quick. Did you guys feel bad for Squabbles? I do. I was going to say I felt bad in, until I remembered that he likes gently over Bruce Lee, so. <laughs> I know. Oh. oh, my God. Have we gotten we that scene got yet? Because I was going to flip out about that shit, too. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's the next scene. So that's when Carl's obviously like, oh, okay, I'll fight with you, but I want Squabbles to, you know, train me, like, you know, Rocky montage. Um... And we find out the Squabbles knows loads about boxing and teaches Carl to box. So I'm hoping that maybe, you know, in Defenders, Matt Murdock and Luke Cage, they can bond over boxing. Aww. Nice. Uh, and obviously uh, Luke and Danny Rand can bond over uh, Kung Fu. Um, so this is where we get Jet Li, Fist of Legend, which is uh, Squabbles' favourite movie, but Carl likes Bruce Lee more. Uh, as he should, I'm just saying. Even though I do love Jet Li as well. Go guys, go. Go, go, Matt. You have you have starred in your own kung fu movies, Matt. Yeah. I would like your opinion of Jet Li versus Bruce Lee. Well, I mean, Jet Li's fine, but I mean, nobody can touch Bruce Lee. Come on. I don't know. I don't have. Can't <laughs> touch him. He's I, dead. It's true. It, it'd be gross if you try. Can't touch this. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, just a shame that Jet or Bruce Lee only got to make like five movies before he died. Yeah. I just I thought it was yeah. crazy that like Luke prefers the young version of Lisa Bonet, but then then gets mad at uh, squabbles for liking the oh. young version of Bruce Lee. Like, what? Yeah. Wait, wait, is that what Luke said that he liked the young version of Lisa Bonet? He's like Godfather he Part liked... Two, though. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> likes Joey Kravitz, but, which yeah. is really cute. <laughs> yes, but. <laughs> But he said that he doesn't like girls. He ponders a woman, remember? Yeah, <laughs> That's in true. This case, he likes a girl. I ponder a What's woman. What's going on here, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> or should I say Carl? I feel like if if oh. Carl 
given uh, a chance with either one, he would have been okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Think he, yeah. I don't think it wasn't that he didn't like Lisa Bonet or that he would turn that down. No. As we uh, see wouldn't how... Wouldn't we all like a chance with either of them? I, I'd I mean... be okay with either one as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you, get, you go, this guy's looking at a Rolling Stone magazine like, yeah, Lisa Bonet's super hot, and he's like, yeah, but... No, you just say, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was just he realized he'd been in prison a long time and didn't realize <laughs> that her daughter was now all grown up. And oh, he was uh, just trying maybe, to educate yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Tammy. How old was Zoe Kravitz back at this time? <laughs> back oh, she's that almost 30 now. I don't know how long ago that uh, was. I don't know. But... Yeah. I'm sure she was. This still... would only have been a few years ago. Yeah. Well, actually, it says I read on Den of Geek <laughs> that this probably. Uh, that Luke was probably in prison before Captain America was defrosted. This is in the Marvel timeline. Ooh. So. That's what, should we say, like, eight years? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, think about it that way. And there's a reason for that a bit later. But um, we'll get into that in Easter eggs. So Luke has his first... Oh, sorry, Carl. Keep calling him Carl. Luke. Carl has his first fight in prison. Carl! Uh, and he's got he's got his awesome cornrows, which I love. Yeah. And then he realises they're filming the fights and sending them out. And he fights Tattoo Man, and the music is awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Is this where the montage yeah. of his fights comes in? Did he? Yeah. Did he kill a guy? I think he. I think he definitely does. Yeah, he probably snapped that dude's it, <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, doesn't he like stomp on his? Doesn't he like basically do an American History X on his back of his neck? Oh, does he? I, 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 well, I that's what like, it looked like. like I just, Ugh. I just saw him. Uh, yeah, snap somebody's neck. That's all I saw. I think he's totally killing these these guys. Sweet. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. <laughs> and then in the present, he's moving the rubble from Connie's leg. And it's kind of flashing between the two. And I have in my notes um, that after the montage, uh, this is when Squabbles is, is saying to Carl that he's become obsessed with with fighting and he's not sharing etc and this is where we get super fro because that fro <laughs> is out of control yeah. guys mega <laughs> mega fro like he could he could fit squabbles in that fro and smuggle him out <laughs> amazing I th- yeah do you think he should have kept his fro after the uh he got his powers so maybe his fro has like superpowers as well I, I don't think that works that way because he was able to shave after he got his powers Anyways, it's beautiful here. Yeah. yeah. It's so beautiful. I just want to, like, put my hands in it. I know, but you're not supposed to. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> I've also done that to me several times. I have curly hair, and people do that to me. And, you know, without mm-hmm. even asking. They're just, <gasps> curly hair. <laughs> I don't know. Suddenly there's a hand in your hair. Suddenly there's a hand, yeah. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird, just going up to... Because, obviously, I would ask first. I'd be like... Luke Cage, can I, like, put my hands in your hair? Because it looks so bouncy and nice. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to, like, just put your hands in his hair without asking, because no. you're going to get your neck snapped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll get your neck snapped if you put your hands in Mel's hair without asking. You never know. <laughs> I haven't yet, but maybe the time will come. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Carl's kind of all, like, oh, 
mopey and not showering and obsessed with fighting and he's got scars on his face mm. and we see a certain dr burns burst the dr burstein is lurking in the background like donald trump at a presidential debate <laughs> 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 Topical, guys. Topical. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a, a, always a great, like, skeezy actor. Yeah. Uh, Michael Kostroff. Yeah. He was in The Wire as well. Yeah, that's yeah, what I remember great. him from. <laughs> yeah. What I recognize him from. I was like, oh. Yeah, so Reva is worried about Carl. And then we see Shades is talking with her. And Carl's like, oh, what's happening? And now Rackham know, now knows that Carl also cares about Reva as well as Squabbles. Is this the scene where he they hadn't seen each other for a while, Reva and Carl? And then she's like, yeah, hey, yeah. Carl! And he had a grumpy look on him. And as soon as he saw her, he gave her, like, the softest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so great. did your heart melt? I was waiting for the kiss or the bars. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I haven't, like, felt for Reva just because we... Ha- I mean, we knew that that was his... Um, wife and she got killed and that's all sad or whatever but I didn't feel anything for her but this episode I was like oh I love them together so much <laughs> yeah particularly later when she says to him you know like thank you for changing her life and it's like oh yeah that's really sweet yeah I, I really I, I like her in in this episode she makes like quite an impact in just this these kind of like short little appearances and um obviously there's still a lot of stuff about her that we we don't know and we'll get to that later um so in the present misty and scarf are re-watching the footage and then misty gets alerted that something's happening at the site and then when misty leaves in front of this other guy who's still watching the video i think he's still there scarf calls zip up and is like hey yeah i've got copies of this video and i need to talk to cottonmouth why doesn't like, he have let's cotton mouth the video number. guide and come back in? Why does he have I know. Zip? I mean, I didn't mind. He was calling Zip. Zip probably answered, what's <laughs> popping? You... you know, so I don't okay, know. what's popping? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Cottonmouth doesn't have a, a phone? <laughs> no, of course he does. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, maybe it's just a power thing, you know. Yeah. Go through Zip. Zip has to call up someone else. Zip has to call Shades, then Shades has to call Diamondback, and then Diamondback calls Cottonmouth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, that would probably be the other way around. Okay. Speaking of... Yeah. It's like a, pho- it's a phone tree of crime. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, like, uh, I, I, I was hoping to find out more about Shades in this episode, and he's just this guy. There's been yeah. prison, there's nothing. He doesn't even have Shades. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if they let him have the shades in prison, though. Um, <laughs> like, I, my big theory was he got the experiment, too. And, you know, but... It, that's it, gotta it be the does. case. That's gotta be the case. But, like, that whole yeah. place was, like, wrecked after Luke's experiment. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's gotta be something up with him. Otherwise, he's just not very intimidating. And, I'm like, why do they keep making a big deal out of him? Yeah. I'm writing this down in my predictions book. <laughs> When I say book, I mean. And did he not? Did he not just? Did he not recognize Luke Cage later because of the hair? I guess is that why. (laughs) He's like that man has no afro. It can't be the same person. (laughs) But also, he doesn't. Obviously, he knows him as a different name. He knows him as Carl. Carl, and not as Luke. Yeah. Um. So maybe that's it. Um. So going back in time, uh, Carl visits Reva. And asks 
it's, it's kind of weird because he goes to ask about her and then she says that she works with Dr. Dr. Bernstein and then he's like, oh, there's this fight ring and now you might be in danger and you have to co- stop coming to Seagate and you have to go and contact my lawyer. I'm ready to talk that. It's like a lot of exposition all of a sudden because mm. all of it's like, yeah, this is why I'm at Seagate and this is why I do this and I work with this guy and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I'm ready to talk now, so go get my lawyer. And it's a bit like, what, 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 what? So he wasn't talking before. Why is that? Why? Oh, we're in the next scene. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of info in one scene. It's like, what? And then uh, she tells Carl that if he gets out of Seagate to come and find her. So Carl and Squabbles discuss taking out Rackham, uh, and then Carl decides he's going to build evidence against him. And then Squabbles is approached and questioned by the guards, and we're like, uh, yeah, this isn't going to end well. It's just when he's watching Night of the Living Dead, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. He looks like a zombie, yet yeah. he's watching a zombie movie. Yeah. And he, uh, but this is when he, he shaves his afro down and he trims his beard. Yeah. And he looks a bit more like the, the, the Luke Cage that we know and love. <laughs> um, but he still hasn't got rid of the afro. No. Because he can't get rid of it, obviously, just yet, because that is his, the source of all his power <laughs> at the moment. Um, yeah, so because Squabbles admits everything... This is when he gets the beating of his life. Poor Carl. And we later find out, obviously, Squabbles was killed as well. Yeah. Sad, Sad that he was Squabble. killed off camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was too gross. Yeah, well, we don't see it happen, so maybe he's not dead. Maybe something's going to happen. It was too gross. He popped like a balloon. Aww. I'm show just went everywhere. <laughs> More noises. Oh. Yeah, you're like the Michael. What's his name? Michael Wincott. Is that the guy? What? Is it Winslow? Winslow. That's it. You're the Michael Winslow of the podcast. Michael so Win- now Win- your segment is: I'm going to make you do a random noise each episode. <laughs> Matt loves to do that. Yeah, Michael Wincott from <laughs> the, the crow. Just did. Oh, that's it. I did yeah. I gross Tammy out? Oh, <laughs> it me out too, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> and she has to live with it every day. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and this was where, in the episode where we had another weird thing, like a weird editing thing, because we're in Seagate and Carl's getting brutally beaten up and everything um, with the metal bar and we, we cut the middle of his beating. And then we get an establishing shot to establish that we're in Seagate. And then we... He wakes up in the infirmary, and I was like, but we know we're in Seagate. We're in Seagate in the last scene. Did you put that in the wrong place? <laughs> like, it was so weird. It was really weird. It was like, it either didn't need to be there at all, or it needed to be there when we went back into the flashback from the present. Mm. But it goes, it's in the middle of two scenes that are both set in the same place. <laughs> and they go, by the way, we're still in this place. I, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know we are. It's very weird. And I was like, oh, Seagate is in a, on an island off the coast of Georgia? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, that famous prison that's off the coast of Georgia. <laughs> just, just because I'm a video editor and I work with a lot of external hard drives, I expected this to be where they make Seagate, Seagate hard drives. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. All, the, all the prisoners put to work making hard drives. <laughs> I was looking up um, trivia earlier and I had to type in Seagate and it, everything it brought up was like drives, drives, drives. <laughs> and I had to put in Seagate prison. And then I had to put in Seagate Prison Marvel, and then it came up. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. you got that covered then. Okay, I won't say anything. Uh, <laughs> Those are easy. Ones. So Carl, Carl wakes up in the infirmary when Reva visits, and we find out Squawls is dead. And then Reva is like, tells Bernstein he has to try and save Carl. Um, so Bernstein sends Reva home, and then he brings Carl into his little Rocky Horror treatment room, as I put in my notes, because it looks like a mix between the little treatment chamber in Rocky Horror. <laughs> chamber in Deadpool and a sunbed. He's gonna make Luke a man. I'm gonna make you a man. Do it. That's, I can so see that song being recreated with Tammy and Mike Coulter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like Tammy leaping into Mike Coulter's arms at the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, what did you what did you guys think of this when they go into this weird little chamber that's obviously made of a sunbed by the looks. <laughs> yeah. like, somebody. Like, and they put like the like the bracelets and a little a little helmet on him, a little headpiece, a little tiara. Tiara. What are you gonna say, Matt? I uh, I was like, are they gonna? Is he gonna be Deadpool too? Like. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked just it like, like the Deadpool chamber. Deadpool yeah, exactly. And I was geeking out so hard when they put the little gauntlets on him and the little tiara. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> because they're... obviously it's a little reference to not only the, the shooting name of the, the show, which is Tiara, but the costume he wears in the comics. I didn't realise that we would get an even better nod oh, yeah. to the costume oh, he wears in the God. comics later. So mean. <laughs> they just kept, like... Oh man, just it starts with the, the all the hair and the beard and stuff, this little winky stuff to the audience, the list of comic book fans, and then just it just gets better and better and better. They just build on. The, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so Carl is immersed in this liquid, and we see from um, when Rackham like messes with the machinery, it said something about acid, so we understand that this is acid. So it's like ah, oh, that would hurt. He's basically under acid. Although I think it's. Like, the, doesn't the computer say something like it's increasing the level of acid or something? Yeah, I, was like, I think how, they said how that. How does that work? Like, I didn't understand. I don't understand. I'm going to go get a bottle of hydrochloric acid and test out getting superpowers <laughs> like, after this. Yeah, do it. Go and get your cat and Mel and hydrochloric acid. See which one gets superpowers first. <laughs> <laughs> don't give uh, your cats that power. An in- invincible cat is a scary thing. They'll take over the world. Yeah. Um, so Carl is undergoing the treatment and we can see that his kind of little scars on his cuts on his hand are healing. But Rackham interrupts and wants to kill Carl. So he increases the acid level. Carl's screaming and then all of a sudden there's an explosion um, as the electricity overloads. And then in the ruined lab, Carl rises from the ashes <laughs> like Frankenstein. Yeah. I thought him screaming yeah. under the acid or water or whatever, like just him screaming under liquid was insane. It's mm. like, oh, yeah, I can't imagine, cool. like, oh, the pain he's in. And that's, oh, when he's screaming, all that acid's going down his throat. Oh. And just, oh, oh. I guess, it, I mean, he's laying in it, so maybe it's not as painful. Maybe it's like only a little bit of acid and a lot of water to dilute it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very diluted. Um, and then he rises and he's wearing his cuffs and his tiara. Yep. <laughs> we have to call it a tiara. That's what a delight. It's just over the top. <laughs> oh, I, I loved it. it. Yeah. I loved yep. it. So good. <laughs> so good. 
Um, so he finds the doc- uh, injured doctor and just kind of leaves him, and Rackham is dead. And then the alarm sounds, and Carl punches a wall out of frustration, which completely smashes. <laughs> and then we get our bingo card of Mel. Do you want to say it? Uh, what am I saying? Sweet, Sweet Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's I thought my like quarter was in the room. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> This my chorus his batteries were running out. <laughs> <laughs> that was Luke Cage dubstep right there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he punches the wall and escapes, and in the present, uh, Luke is punching his way out of the rubble. Um, and then, Tammy, what, what happens when Carl steals some laundry from a garden as he's escaping? Oh my god, he well, what happens is he looks incredible. He looks very passionate for work. I don't think he agrees with you. No, he does not. <laughs> I cannot believe. I mean, the the fact that we got the the actual jewel costume into Jessica Jones, you yeah. know, when Trish like holds it up and is like, "Hey, why don't you wear this?" I never thought they would get the full Luke Cage costume into Luke Cage, <laughs> and the fact that they did, I. I screamed. I kind of had an idea it might be coming because our listener, Rebecca, had already seen this bit and she had also screamed. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I love this so much. And I love that they just play it like it's just the clothes he grabs and wears them. And then he's just like, nah, I look like a like a fool or whatever. So good. I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh man, I wish I wish these shows were more comic act- accurate." And this is this scene is just like, "Is this what you want? Could <laughs> exactly. you do this really? <laughs> is this what you guys want? Oh. <laughs> Would you like a show where he looks like this the whole time?" Uh, Just think what Jessica Jones would say if she saw him, like, wearing that. She'd say, it's Christmas. If it took place in the 70s, I'd totally be okay with it. But at, this time, I don't know. Yeah, It's retro. You could bring it back. <laughs> yeah, it brings a look back. Yeah. We're all going to be wearing, like, metal tiaras on our heads. Yellow pirate shirt. Did anyone ever wear tiaras? Tiaras and, tiaras and like, those giant metal cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> And I really wanted him to have like the the belt buckle that just says cage. Um, obviously, it wouldn't have made any sense, but I love that. Like, I would love for him to get that in the uh, in the show. That'd be awesome. So he does as promised. He goes to find Reva, and he finds her at a motel, and she's sitting there playing with a USB stick, and we're like, oh, is that? The USB stick from Jessica Jones that Kevin. I thought we found out what was on and Jessica Jones. Yeah, so I think it was. I think it had the USB had um, in the Kilgrave file bit. Yeah. It had that info, but it it had some other stuff as well, like some other files that they didn't look into. Could they be X files, perhaps? Uh, well, they were um, owned by Reva, who is Luke Cage's ex, <laughs> and she's also the, the ex. Ex alive Reva Connors. So yeah, she was kind of be. forced into being his ex by Jessica Jones. <laughs> <laughs> and a punch to the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because Carl crushes the shaving foam can in his hand, he shaves without cream. Um, and obviously it's not going to hurt him because he now has super skin. 
And then we see the familiar looking Mike Coulter in his yellow and black hoodie. There you are. <laughs> I was wondering where you went. There you are. Welcome back, Mike. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, there you are under that giant, like, fake beard. <laughs> so so the answer to the lo- ongoing question, is his beard, uh, can it be, you know, is it is it unbreakable as well? <laughs> it, it, it is breakable. You can shave. He can shave. That's about all that's breakable on him. So, so like his fingernails must be as well because he shaved off like all of that hair. Can it not grow in because it can't break through the skin anymore? Ooh, like yeah, as he like kept it that goatee, and he's like, oh, I better not take all of it off. I yeah, exactly. To... <laughs> I look like a baby boy the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if he couldn't cut his hair or his nails. Oh no, and they kept growing. <laughs> yes. <and> growing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so horrible. And they go curly yeah, and like bumpy and gross, like those people that grow yeah, their nails. All brown and oh, yeah. oh, it's so gross. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Makes me feel sick. <laughs> oh. uh. um, so Reva admits that she lied about the experiments, but then she tells him that she will tell him everything one day. She also um, uh, admits that she wasn't always a psychologist. And then they kiss. So you. You liked this relationship. I did. I did like it. I thought it was very very sweet. sweet. And it was, to me, it was very believable. It was nice, but Mm -hmm. I I wasn't sure about the whole, like, I lied to you, but I'll tell you all about that lie someday. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd get past that. Like, you know, you didn't even address it at all. Like, they didn't discuss it. They just kissed. That was it. It's like, okay, but I feel like, I feel like the relationship... He's been, he's been in have, jail for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the game was, he's super horny. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose they both have secrets, but I don't know. I just feel like that's the that's a weird start to a relationship, having these dark secrets mm. that you just mm-hmm. won't open up about. Sometimes the mystery yeah, keeps no, the romance I alive. I suppose. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I agree. Like, I, I think there's... Um, you know, he's he's not been 100% honest with her, although she does have his files, so she's seen some stuff about his past, so maybe she knows more about him than he knows about her at this point. Mm. Um, but obviously we don't know how much. Um, yeah, but it's kind of like, you know, do we think any of this stuff about Reva is going to be revealed in The Defenders? Do we think it's going to play in there, or do we think it's going to be like just kind of for Luke Cage and the Jessica Jones shows? I don't know, but I can't see this ending well for Luke. You know, he, like, basically worships the idea of Reva, like, or even, like, well, her herself as well. But, like, you know, he's always got that picture, and mm. so just the idea mm-hmm. he loves her. She's, like, his ideal woman or whatever. Nobody can even come close to her. What if he learned something about her that was shattering? I, yeah, it kind of makes me wonder, like, is... is... <sighs> Is Kilgrave and Luke, like, they're all involved in some sort of experiments, hmm. like, from the same, the origin? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Were we supposed to know who that doctor was? Is and he does, from the comics? I wonder if Black Sky's got any, anything to do with that, too. Black Sky? <laughs> <laughs> Black Sky seems to be, like, obviously the big thing in Daredevil, and if from, it sounds like, Defenders might be going up against 
the hand um, in some way. We don't know whether that's black sky or what it is, but um, and then this other sort of big bad in the sort of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones world seems to be whatever this corporation is that's doing these experiments. So it would be interesting if they both linked, but I don't know how that would work because one's kind of science and one's more magic. Where does Sigourney Weaver come in? Um, She's playing... Uh, Go- Dana 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 she's playing Zool because there is no Dana only Zool. <laughs> that's true. She's going to get that bubble outfit. <laughs> Yay, I love the bubble outfit. Um, so this is when Carl chooses his new name. Um, I don't know if this is how it happened in the comics. It would be interesting to find out. So what did you think? Because, like, obviously Luke Freeman, yeah, it's a bit on the nose, but Luke Cage is as well, Luke isn't it? Luke Cage, yeah. Yeah. It could be, like, Luke Luke punchy fighter man <laughs> i mean he he sounds a lot tougher with the last name cage versus freeman but yeah mm-hmm. are you saying morgan freeman doesn't sound tough <laughs> no he doesn't <laughs> sounds very relaxing to me. <laughs> um i'm sure i read somewhere that like nick cage the reason he chose the name cage is because of how much he loves um luke cage because that's he's a big right yeah book nut. Mm weird. He also named his son kal so. Yeah, he's a big... Yeah. Yeah. The only redeeming thing about him. <laughs> he's a big nerd. Uh, no, the Wicker Man remake. Like, best movie ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to... Wait, uh, awesome. <laughs> I stole. <laughs> so in the last scene, Connie is in the ambulance, and Misty goes to question Luke, and then he's like, eh, I'll talk to you later, Misty. Misty love. And then all the journalists are like... <gasps> tell us your name tell us your name i'm iron man and then he turns and then he turns around he's like my name's carl lucas shit i mean it's Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> roll credits and that's a, it kind of felt like it should be like the end of like episode one or like the last episode it's quite yeah. i don't know it's yeah. I, or like the end of the iron man movie i yeah. think it's an odd placement for this episode i don't know mm-hmm. But maybe it has to do with really the way that they added it. I don't know. I will yeah. say it makes sense once you've seen more of the series, I think. But yeah, okay. I remember watching this episode going, well, that was weird. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they really like uh, wanted to build the characters up maybe yeah. before doing this kind of episode. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't not make sense to me, but <laughs> I don't know. It could have been better. It could have been worse. I mean, I, it, I think it works out. Yeah, it could have been okay. a lot worse. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got an important question for you guys, and mainly this is for Tammy, oh. and I think Tammy will be torn on this, so I want you to be ready. Uh, but I want you guys to answer the age-old uh, question of Carl Lucas versus Luke Cage. Mm. Oh, I am torn. I think Luke Cage will win because he's got a break. Not in a skin. fight, <laughs> except for a fight for your hearts, Robin. Oh, okay. Who would win in a fight for your heart? I I th- I say Carl Lucas because I think deep down he's Carl Carl Lucas. Spoiler alert: they're the mm. same person. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, now well, I Lucas don't have to has that lovely, fluffy hair, <laughs> but Luke Cage has 
the propensity to like do awesome things like hang out with Jessica Jones. So I mean, I'd much yeah, rather I'd much rather watch Luke Cage because simply because Luke Cage isn't in prison, and I'm not a fan of prison dramas usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Did that affect your opinion of this episode then? Because mm-hmm. it was in prison. Mm, okay. I'm not even sure what in mind for when you write. Question is like, I'm not getting it. Are you saying like, do I do I like? The question is whatever you want it to be, Robin. All right. Um, do I want pizza? Yes. I might have been watching Doctor Strange last night, and therefore I'm now enlightened and I'm going to say lots of questions. About <laughs> Just lots of vague the things. One. Yes. Okay, so uh, at the end of the episode, do you guys want some Easter eggs? Sure. Oh. I'm eating Pringles right now, okay. but I guess the Easter eggs will go with them. Uh, Still no pizza I'm over here. I'm eating goji berries. <laughs> mm, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> so, Easter egg one. Um, in the comics, the origin of Luke, of how he gets powers, is actually pretty close to how they play it here. Uh, Rackham is a character in the comics. Uh, Warden Stewart, who is mentioned in the comics, had a son, and his son grew up to become the minor villain whose awesome villain name was Stiletto. (laughs) (laughs) I just imagine him running around robbing banks wearing very high heels. (laughs) Uh, We see Comanche hanging around with Shades, and Comanche appeared um, in the same episode as Shades, which was in the same uh, issue of the comic, sorry, which was Luke Cage Hero for Hire number one. And he also got his own costume and would kind of appear with Shades in later episodes, just going, meh, gonna get you, Luke Cage. <laughs> um, I have to know what Shades looks like in the comics. Uh, he kind of just looks like a generic guy, but has, like, shades that shoot lasers. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll find a picture of him. I'll put it on the I'm on the Googling page. it. Okay, cool. Uh, so obviously the happens in the show. What's the that? Shade lasers. Am I going to tell you? Mm. Beep, 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 beep. No. Oh. It's basically Cyclops. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Except annoyingly, and this is why Fox should stop making X Men films because they don't get the characters. In the um, one of the ads for the latest X Men film, they had Cyclops Beam light a candle, and it, and I was sitting there having a nerd rage because I was like, no, his his beams are not heat beams; they are force beams. Force beams would not light a candle, damn it! So yeah, I was very annoyed. There's a lot of friction like, against nerding, against, nerding. against that candle wick that just lit a flame. So that's, dumb. That's, so dumb. that's interesting that he's uh, he's black in the comics. I didn't know that. Yeah. And they changed him to white. Usually, they don't do that. Yeah. I wonder if there was any people who were really angry about that bit of cast. Not that I've heard. I don't know. Not that I've heard either. Doesn't bug me. Although, I don't think Theo Rossi's white, is he? Is he not? I think he's Latin. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know where he's from. I need to find out now. Yeah, he could be Latin. So, the obviously, the headgear and the bracelets and the yellow shirt that Luke wears is his costume that he wore in uh, Luke Cage Hero for Hire, and it's pretty freaking awesome and i love it um they mention when they're talking about movies they mention five deadly venoms and tammy will be happy to hear that that is a reference here probably because it is one of uh the favorite films of the wu-tang clan nice and as we can tell the showrunners live love that band yeah they love those guys yeah. 
So, yeah, they put that in because that's one of their favourites. In the comics, Dr. Noah Bernstein was attempting to duplicate the super soldier serum that was used on Steve Rogers to turn him into Captain America, Um, whereas that doesn't seem to be the case here. So that would indicate that this took place before Steve Rogers was defrosted. Um, and it's just all these scientists trying to replicate the treatment, you know, like almost in the um, uh, the Incredible Hulk movie, the Marvel one. I think they had a reference to the super soldier treatment in that. That's, you know, they keep trying to, to replicate the results and never that's do. That's pretty interesting, like how uh, um, he's basically a better Captain America, <laughs> like the serum working better. <laughs> pretty much. Why is he, why yeah, is he exactly. Captain America? He could be Captain America. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, he could. Uh, he could be one of the many characters that could possibly take over when uh, Chris Evans stops playing Captain America. Can I just mention? We were talking about Theo Rossi before, and my mind mm-hmm. just got completely blown. Uh, I did not find mm-hmm. anything out about his nationality. Uh, he was born in Staten Island. Interesting thing was he's born in Staten Island on June fourth, nineteen seventy-five. I was born in Staten Island on June sixth, nineteen seventy-five. We could have been in the same nursery. <laughs> oh, me and little shades. You could have looked over, and there was a baby, baby wearing shades, and you were like, "Oh, it's little shades." Yeah. <laughs> Did he shot you with a laser? You know, he could actually be my parents' baby, and we could have been switched. <laughs> Amazing! Oh, you should have been shades. You have to look into. That. I could have been shades. You should have been playing shades. <laughs> I don't think there's uh, on on his. Eth- ethnicity i don't think he, he the only thing he's come out because i guess he's played like latin characters before so he's been asked a lot if he's hispanic and he has he won't say what his the nationalities are but he's um seven seven different ethnicities cool so yeah i found a quote that it says he said i'm part latin among many others yeah hmm. his mum's surname was tomasino which sounds like it could be a sex yeah. male race chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> He's the human chameleon. He oh, could I am. Be I anywhere. just put He's... mixed or other. <laughs> I could check a lot of these boxes. I don't know what you want me to do. And even though I'm not, I just put Whitey McWhite. White. <laughs> 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 have to answer where you have to actually say your race. Just curious. Mm. Like a um, lot. Yeah, I mean. Now, now there's a lot of times choices where you just don't have to answer, but right. yeah, day, it should never matter in the first place. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I get asked the question a lot, so it's it's not right. even just, just what happened. Do you mind if getting asked? Sometimes, yeah, it's a little irritating. I feel like <laughs> uh, as old as I am, I don't, I, I, it, why does it matter? <laughs> like, I, mm-hmm. especially when it's it's people who are meeting me for the like first time or getting to know me and that's some of their initial questioning i'm just like what what does that have to do with anything seems a little personal <laughs> so uh what what kind of a box could i put you in yeah <laughs> I've, got, I've had someone who was irritated with me because their my answer apparently was not what they thought it was so what? yep I'm disappointed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How dare you, how dare you answer much. the truth and not what I want you to answer? It's so yeah. weird. Yep. People are weird. Oh, people are very bad. Yeah. They are. People are weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently I'm like a, 
I'm, I'm like a complete mix, like back in our history, but we don't know the details, so I have no idea. But we're like Irish, Scottish, English, Dutch, French, I think. But who knows? I'm from Vermont. Who knows? Who cares? That is Whitey, <laughs> Whitey McWhiterson. <laughs> that, that really is Whitey McWhiterson. <laughs> Uh, so in the last bit of trivia, little Easter egg, Seagate Prison um, is the the prison that um, he went to in the comics. And it has appeared already in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, guys, although you may not have seen it because it wasn't in one of the films. It was in one of the one shots that they did for the Blu-ray releases. And the one shot it appeared in was the little mini film called All Hail the King, which was a follow up to Iron Man 3. And we see that Trevor Slattery, a.k.a. the fake Mandarin, and Justin Hammer, um, which is Sam Rockwell from Iron Man 2, and the guy who created the Hammertech weapons that Cottonmouth is selling, also end up in Seagate Prison. So this is the only instance where they've officially crossed over from the films mm-hmm. and the TV show. Pretty much. Well, one of them, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, which is pretty that's cool. why the, there was a line in the in the show, like, you know, just think of the stories you heard about Seagate, the ghost stories, millionaires hidden in, du- in dungeons. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much one of the only times it has crossed over. Um, I'll also, actually, I've just remembered, I will mention something a bit weird about the Doctor Strange movie. If anyone goes to see it, they, there's something I, weird in the Doctor Strange There's something, weir- there's something strange about the Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> it's it's very odd, but when you see New York, I I I didn't see um, the Avengers Tower, which is kind of strange, cause, no pun intended, because you would think you would see it. It's almost like it took place in the Netflix universe, in which that building doesn't exist on the New York skyline. So maybe that's in the same universe. Haven't we seen it in like Daredevil mm. or something? No, we've ne- we've seen it in Daredevil um, art for the series, but they've never shown it oh, in the series. Oh right, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Mm, yeah, but I found I was maybe it's just because I was looking for it because I was going to be like, well, they never show it in the Netflix series, but then I was like, mm, I don't see it here either. Anyway, so now it is time for some quotes. Robin, you are our guest, and therefore you get the first quote. Oh, I love when that Use it happens. well, young Padawan. <laughs> you look like a damn fool. Well, that's not very nice. I'll just <laughs> offering you a quote. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Melanie, you can go next. Oh, Pringles. That was a great quote. I don't remember when it happened, but it was great. <laughs> He's looking at I her think mouth. that was Rackham. <laughs> Who said yeah. that? Yeah. I got a in my mouth. <laughs> Go mail. Okay, Connie. The best way I can put this is kind of strong. <laughs> <laughs> that was my backup book, so I have to go next because I only got one left. Okay. Get at them nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, Tammy, you can go next. Uh, I like Connie's. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if I have any actually. I'm terrible. What? Uh, I think they've all been taken. I didn't think there was that many in this episode. Oh no, there is the one obviously at the end, which is tell us your name. Yeah, who are you? At least give us your name. My name is Luke Cage. Wow. <laughs> 
that's what it should have done. Uh-huh. Um, any other quotes, guys? I didn't think there was that many in this episode. What were we supposed to glean from that scene where he said his name? Um, what do you he's mean? Not shy. He's not like he's not scared not of his identity. Anyway. Is he gonna embrace superheroism? Because remember, he was he was uh, in the previous episodes. He was always on the down low, you know, trying to hide from everybody. And... Yeah. So now he's like speaking to the reporters. He's gonna be a proper superhero. Maybe. That's that's what I got. Right. Anyways, maybe you got guys got something different. I don't know. I wasn't sure if any of you got this, but I I, I watched this episode late last night, so I I might have missed something. Um, when he escapes from prison, like, is he, is he just like wanted or is he assumed dead because of the experiment? Well, we see Reva, um, destroy the records of him on her little laptop. Right. Yeah. I um, thought I saw something like, I'm like, what is, what is so that? So <laughs> I would imagine it's assumed dead, but if they're looking for anyone, they'd be looking for Carl Lucas, obviously. So that's why he's got the new name. Um, but we, I don't think they've given any details really. So why is he a fugitive? Is it just because of what's happened in uh, Luke Cage? Or not Luke Cage, Jessica Jones? As like, in, no, I, I would think he's still a fugitive. Like, they assume him dead, but, I mean, you don't want to put yourself out there mm-hmm. because then they could say... They never found a body. Uh, yeah. So if they see him, he's still wanted, but... For whatever know. he did to get him put himself they're, away. They're not they are probably looking for him. Yeah, they probably think he's responsible as well for the death of Rackham because they don't know what happened there. There was a big explosion. Mm-hmm. They could blame that on him as well. Um, I almost wonder if they, like, covered that all up. They're like, oh, there's some shit going on in here. We don't want that good now. So, uh, <laughs> a prisoner escaped, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, did he swim across the the channel or something? Or, like, what did he... I, I think it's he implied he did. He's the, he's the only one that's ever done it. And I guess that's because he's... Is this due to his super strike episode? Well, we, yeah, we said he has gills. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I was looking really hard, but, you know, I didn't does, notice them. Does he have super stamina as well as super strength? I guess so. I mean, him him and Jessica were going at it for a while. Both <laughs> in the bed and out of the bed in Jessica Jones. I imagine with super strength, you can do a pretty damn good butterfly stroke and get across that channel pretty quick. Yeah, but what about like, stamina? Seems... Like, what about run, like, running out of, like, energy? Oh. Yeah, I was always wondering, does does he ever sweat? Can sweat break through that skin? Mm. Well, you have Questions. sweat pores, so you've got little t- teeny tiny holes extra in his, the skin. They come out his eyes? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> extra power. He's, 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 a, re- yeah. he's really And it might not be that he's got super stamina, but with super strength, he probably just doesn't have to exert a lot of energy at all mm-hmm. to yeah. do something we would do. Mm-hmm. So it, he probably just doesn't... He might not have super stamina, but... I, he might not need it because it's just easy for him, I guess. Mm. He's just a fine-tuned machine, you know. <laughs> He's he a fine-tuned machine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can still sweat through his pores, even though he shouldn't have pores. Like that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have one more quote, which is uh, between. I think it was between Shades and Rackham, or maybe it was Comanche. I think it was Comanche. They say three things get a cop locked up. Pride, power, or pussy. Yeah, well, I take pride in my power of a pussy, and I ain't never seen a day in lockup. And I wrote in my notes, calm down, Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) 
I had one more myself. It was just Luke's uh, slavery was always a good offer. Oh, yeah, so, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then mine was uh, the last one, the last scene with him and Reva when he tells her, because you give me hope. And my little heart melted. Oh, <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, I, I like the relationship this episode as well. You should have said, because you spin me right, right round, baby. Right <laughs> round. Um, that also would have been amazing with the clothes he had been wearing earlier. <laughs> they just, yeah. it just like this mismatch of eras. <laughs> Timely, but the guy died. Luke Cage oh, is single-handedly bringing back Disco. I actually wanted to ask Tammy something that was sort of related to the show. Just because of, like episode one, I believe, the guy from Tony, Tony, Tony showed up, right? <gasps> Yeah, and you seem to be like you're like a, like a fan of it. Um, have oh, you sorry, seen Tony, Pop- Tony, Tony, yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you seen Popstar yet? No. Oh my god, Tim Meadows plays. You know the concept, right? Adam Sandberg has like, uh, or Andy Sandberg has this. Uh, uh, oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's managed by Tim Meadows, and you find out that Tim Meadows was a former member of Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> So he was like Tony with a question mark, and they got rid of him. <laughs> She's like, that's my own thing. I'm the one with the question mark. Yeah. Nice. It was really the, their downfall, you know. They just started getting getting rid of those Tonys. And uh... Not enough Tonys, or too many Tonys. No. Okay, so now it's time for feedback, and this is when every week... Because I'm so generous, I give a very special present to Melanie to read. Oh, I do have a segment I forgot. Yeah, this is your segment. <laughs> this is the Sedna segment. And this is from our old pal, Sedna. Okay. Ahem. Given as how Luke's had a building fall on him, it's time for the concussion dream flashback episode as he digs himself in Genghis Khani out of there. Brutal prison scenes complete, <laughs> complete with bastard, racist bastard guard. Wigs, false beard, and lots of background filling in. Though not too much about Luke himself. He ain't giving nothing up in those group <laughs> sessions. Certainly nothing about exactly how he ended up in prison. The man's still a beautiful enigma. <laughs> Do you get the feeling Reva knows more that she's letting on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we get some classic Marvel mad science accessorized with tiara and cuffs. Yes, Luke, you do look like a damn fool in those duds. Nick from a moonshine washing line. <laughs> That's amazing. Such a great nod to his frankly ridiculous, even for 1972 comics outfit. In the absence of a live musical performance this week, the track playing as Luke and Riva talk in the motel room is beautiful. And then she has the Spotify track link. Oh, you know, I'm going to take a little break here from reading Sedna's email. I'm going to say that (laughs) I really loved loved the, um, where was it? Uh, When they had like, was it like in the scene where he was like in that weird tub where you mm-hmm. heard like this lady like crazily singing opera. I don't know if you oh, guys remember, was that? but I it was amazing. I remember that. Oh. oh yeah, it was it was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm gonna have to have a look. <laughs> I wish I. Uh, yeah. Anyways. 
Senna continues. That's all I got this week. A bit preoccupied binging Black Mirror. Hell yeah. Black Mirror's awesome. She's waking up in a cold sweat from a nightmare about robot bees flying up her nose. (laughs) (laughs) Possible. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh yes. Have you seen this? Does Hogarth Chow Benowitz have a haircut policy, and then there's a link to the, link the Space Narwhal.tumblr. Yeah, it's a picture of um, on Tumblr of Eldon Henson, who plays Foggy, um, with a new haircut by the looks. Can you guys see it? And he's got like mm-hmm. short hair, and he's wearing glasses, and then people are speculating underneath if it's a new look for the Defenders series. He looks so cute. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's just a ponytail, I bet. Oh, no! He looks kind of like a serial killer. I'm going to just be honest with you. <laughs> He's fooling us all. I like his coat. It looks really nice and warm. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's had a haircut. I just watched maybe... the Mighty Ducks. Oh. <laughs> maybe Hogarth, Chow, and Benowitz are like, like or Jaren, you know, Jaren um, Hogarth's like, you have to have the same haircut as me, Foggy. So that's why he's got her haircut now. I'll have to have the same hair. Marcy's going to get her hair cut next. Thank you, Sedna. Yeah, thanks. Also, enjoy watching Black Mirror. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to watch that on, on Netflix. It's so good. And it will give you nightmares Holy about cow. technology. So good. And Jennifer. What? What? San Jennifer. Oh, a very yeah. Good Made me cry. Made me cry. <laughs> I cried my eyes yes, out of that episode. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. <clears throat> so beautiful. Um, right, we have another piece of feedback this week. Robin, do you want to read it? You've got to work hard for your oh, money. Oh, sure. So you better treat me yeah. right, or whatever the song says. We have an email from <laughs> our friend Nutty. Oh, Nutty, you wrote a lot. Let's get on to this. Uh, I hope I got this in on time. I have been behind with feedback because I'm just behind you all in watching. She's right behind you. <laughs> there she is. But this was the best episode so far for me. I'm loving this show, but I love this flashback episode. I had a lot of questions, and this helped answer them for me. I still have some, too, but it is good. Oh, but it, but it is good. I adore how the clothes he steals from the clothesline are, is basically... His comic book costume, though when he broke out of the tube, I was hoping he was naked. <laughs> Are you sure you I get the Reva connection Me now. Too. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> um, general feedback for the show at large: everything feels right. As a person who has spent a lot of time in Harlem and worked in Harlem, I can tell you that everything feels really right to me. Perhaps too many white people are on the screen. Uh, are on screen. That is my only real complaint. Really? <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I guess for Harlem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My husband and I were surprised that there isn't more Wu-Tang music being used. The last episode, it was the perfect use. I was listening to the podcast and Tammy abridged, abridged their history. And all I could think was, all you need to know about the Wu-Tang is that they ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Smiley face. Exactly. <laughs> All of the characters feel real to me. Everything's just so believable, more so than any other Marvel property. Damn. Wow. Um, I'm saying that. The fact that Luke's skin is unbreakable is the only thing that is fantastic. 
but the way this show is portrayed, I don't even think about that too much. All the actors are amazing. I've been fans of many of them for years now. The writing is good. The direction is good. Everything is good. It's not wow in your face. It's just good art. I adore how his relationship with Connie has gone from angry landlord and bitter tenant to supporter and protector. I really dig that. It shows how actions are more important than words. I feel like Luke Cage is exactly the show the world needs right now. This is what people need to see on their screens. And that was from Nutty. Thank you, Nutty. I uh, yeah, Thanks, I agree Nutty. with that last part, awesome. definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we keep saying like every week it's just touching on a lot of stuff that's happening at the moment in the world and it's um carries on with that in the series, like in episodes coming up, I can definitely think of Spoilers. Uh, things. Spoilers for um I can't remember what I spoiled. Real early. life. Real life, yeah. Real life spoilers. <laughs> Real life spoilers, man. Awesome. Well now we know that um Nutty enjoyed it. Now it's time to rate the episode and see if we enjoyed it as much as Nutty. So Robin, you are our guest and therefore you get to rate it first. Yay! Um, I love the the flashback part of the episode. The um, the present time stuff we've talked about. It doesn't make much sense. It's not done well. It's not edited well. It's shot br- brilliantly. Um, but uh, yeah, we could have just just had a concussed Luke Cage, and then he flashes back to his how we got here, and you know. And then we come back and he's like, I'm Luke Cage. It could have been that. But (laughs) for some reason, you know, Frank Whaley is very demanding and needs. I'm just making this rumor up and hopefully (laughs) it'll spread. Frank Whaley, super demanding on set and always needs to be on the the show. Um, And uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't know. It's great. I'm having a fun time enjoying Luke Cage. Um, So uh, but this episode in particular is mostly strong so i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten x-files stuff of course (laughs) (laughs) of course eight out of ten sweet um tammy you can go next oh okay uh yeah i i enjoyed the episode but i it's hard it's like it's almost like two different episodes so it's kind of hard for me to rate it because I like the flashback stuff as well. And I, I, I'm like you, Robin, I didn't really, it didn't seem to fit the current stuff. Like it just didn't yeah. work. And, and, and maybe that was because of the editing. Cause you know, I, I think it was hugely important that we see him break him and Connie out of this, uh, you know, out of the rubble, and that people kind of saw that, and more people know what he can do, and so like, so I think all that's important, but I just didn't like the way it was edited in and out, and it broke up the story too much, I think. Um, mm. But I really did like all the flashback stuff. Uh, Carl Lucas with big fro hair was <laughs> awesome, <laughs> and then with the cornrows, and it just got crazier and crazier and uh his relationship with reva is is very sweet to watch so um but i didn't feel like the episode as a whole worked for me as much as the other episodes have so because of that i will give it a seven and a half out of ten no harlem paradise this week wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Melanie, you can go next. Oh no, Mel's batteries have run out. It's to upset Mel again. <laughs> yeah, this episode was, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I thought it was fine. I don't know, I didn't really pay attention much to the back and forth or camera stuff. I don't know, I didn't pay attention. I just, <laughs> I just, I didn't mind the story. I thought it was just as good as last time. I'm viewing this. It's very difficult for me to rate this show because it's, I, I really do view this as one full piece, even without having seen the full thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to rate it's it It's even same harder for me, Mel. It's so hard. Yeah, I'm going to rate it the same as last week. Eight out of ten uh, haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just because, yeah, it, I, I, yeah, it's meant to be seen as one piece. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's too hard. Too hard to rate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> I agree with all the criticisms brought up, and I'll add add to that and the fact that I do not like prison dramas for the most part. For some reason the only one I've ever really enjoyed is uh I guess Green Mile and I was gonna say, what about Shawshank Redemption? Most loved. Oh, it's Morgan Freeman. I've only seen it once. I'm sure it's good. I'd I'd probably like it if I watched it. I guess it's just T V prison stuff I don't like that often. But uh don't like prison break? No. Um (laughs) but yeah I didn't like the editing and I don't know. I Origin stories, I always, a lot of the time, I don't feel like mm-hmm. they're necessary. Um, yeah, it's probably my least favorite episode. It is my least favorite episode of Luke Cage. It might be one of my least favorite episodes of all the Marvel. But the Netflix tiara, shows. the tiara. That, 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 was, that was the high point. That was the high point. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, I don't hate it, uh, but I mean, it's. I, I still like this show the best so far out of all the shows. It's just mm-hmm. this was a very poor episode for me. I'll give it a six out of ten squashed squabbles. Aww. Aww. Squabbles. Aww. Um Yeah, I kind of <laughs> I kind of agree. Like I there's bits I love in this episode. I love the the nods to um the costume I thought was great. I I just feel like maybe it's just because I don't I'm not that bothered about prison stuff as well, a bit like Matt. Um, but also when I when I think about like the um, the the prison scenes in in Daredevil season two, which I mean the prison scenes had my favourite scene in the Netflix show so far, which was the that scene between Kingpin and and Matt Murdock. Um, but even like the Punisher's kind of rampage through the prison, it just felt so intense. And just parts of this, I I don't know if it was the editing that just kept taking me out of it. I just didn't feel as invested, which was a shame because I. I really love this character of, of Luke of Luke Cage and I, I liked seeing his relationship with Reva. Um but I just never felt as invested. Um and I don't think it's just the, the preference of characters, it just seemed to be the way it was presented as well. Um yeah, so I I I liked it. It was a a good episode, but I've I would agree that it's probably my least favourite of the episodes of the show so far. Um, particularly when we had like the the highs of the 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 fight scene last week, you know, with the sofa and the music, it was it was great. And this episode didn't really hit hit as high as that. It felt like a come down. Um, so I'm going to give it a 
a 7 out of 10 Deadly Venoms, not 5 Deadly Venoms, but 7 Deadly Venoms. Just trying <laughs> to figure out what that's referring to. <laughs> um, the De- 5 Deadly Venoms is uh, one of the Wu-Tang Clan's favourite uh, yep. films, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier, Robin, in our Easter eggs. So oh, that, I'm sorry. That's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> I was literally just picked the first thing I saw in my notes then. Um, so the <laughs> average score for this episode is 7.3. That's still a good score. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, Robin, thank you for being mm-hmm. our guest and coming out of your blood thank sarcophagus you. for a moment. But now yes. I'm afraid I have to send you back to Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I'm going to put my red outfit on so I can lay suggestively in my coffin. Put your red outfit and your red gloves yeah. and your red eyeliner on. Yes. Yep. Shave, sure shave off your beard. The source of your beard. Now I a lot of people. and Now all the other shows need to have flashbacks where they, they like momentarily wear their classic costumes. Like we need to have like a flashback to Matt Murdock's childhood and he's wearing like pajamas that look like the yellow outfit or something. It'd be so good. I agree. (laughs) I really, I mean, I think the only sort of nod they've done to like the yellow costume is, you know, when you saw uh, Jack Murdock's uh, boxing robe, you know, that had the yellow and the red, but yeah, I would love for them to do like a nod to that. It would just be, it would be hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if they'll do like a a one in the Punisher where they'll have him like wearing white boots or something. (laughs) And like the white, the white belt, and Frank Castle's just like nah. <laughs> um, Robin, where can people contact you when you're in your blood sarcophagus now? <laughs> I got Twitter in there. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, you can contact me at L Robinero, and uh, I have other podcasts. But I don't, you want me to go into that really quick? Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> I'm sure people have heard this stuff before. Uh, I, I, I host an angel intro cast that comes out every other month uh, called Redemption Cast. Um, we just actually recorded one for the episode Sleep Tight, which was awesome. Um, and I also do a, uh, a teen drama binge cast called uh, We Don't Want to Wait. Uh, we just got done hurtling through Dawson's Creek, and we're about to start up uh, some cheerleading drums with uh, Hellcats. <laughs> nice. and, uh, uh, and I also have uh, the iZombie podcast with Robin and stuff, and that's uh, a fan cast all about iZombie. And if you like the show, we get a lot of the cast on there, just like uh, Claire does with the Defenders. Um, it's it's fun times. When it's season the best zombie three show of iZombie Zomb- out, is, is that coming uh, out it's not, not until 2017, which is why I'm doing these oh, other... Wow. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, lovely co-hosts, have you got anything you want wish to plug this week that you've been up to? Matt Mel, how are you getting on with your uh, Twin Peaks book? Uh, we'll be reviewing the book soon, a couple weeks. Sweet. And uh, Matt is wrong about games podcast and the Shenmue AM2 podcast. And Hooplecast. And when Hooplecast starts... Oh, okay. It's still coming out. Cool. Monthly. Awesome. And Tammy and I, obviously, still on X-Files. We have three to go. Um, <laughs> the the follow-up project, the super secret follow-up project, is coming yet uh, nearer every day. Uh, and there will be more details on <laughs> that near the time. And I know exactly why Tammy is laughing right that. now. <laughs> I know exactly what's going through Tammy's mind. Um, but there will be more details on that in a few weeks. 
So now it is next time to uh, it, now it is next time. Oh my god, I'm so tired, guys. Already? <laughs> now it is next time. Right, let's do the podcast again. So now I've been watching. <laughs> I'm like r- brain rewind. Okay, so now it is time to predict what is going to happen in the episode next week. And the episode next week is entitled Just to Get a Rep. What? Just, just to get to, a rep. Just to get a rep. Um, I'm He's back say... in prison. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's, He's back like, in oh, prison. no. <laughs> He's back in prison and he, like, bullies some guy to get so he can get back on that machine, the weight machine, just to get a rep. <laughs> I'm thinking that Luke Cage has a name now. He's he's been on the cameras, and now he's going to be doing some hero for hire shit, and uh, you know, getting his rep going. Mm. Being super or maybe bad. you know he he feels like okay, I really like being on camera. I need uh, a rep so that way I can <laughs> get. In- commercials or movies or something so yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly Ooh, it, baby, and, uh, yeah. he goes and <laughs> he goes and gets um trish's mum to represent him you know oh my god and he be... gets his own teen teen uh, show just like uh it's patsy but starring and it's called it's lukey oh it's yeah. lukey oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool well we shall have to see next week i can't actually remember what happens in the next episode <laughs> so i will be pleasantly surprised or will i mm-hmm. uh robin do you want to take us out with an excelsior or a sweet christmas which we got in this episode or whatever you want oh man uh sweet excelsior miss excelsior miss sweet sweet sister excelsior <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported international license. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!